Welcome to Your Career Podcast, the podcast that helps to ensure your career success. To start getting on track with your career, download my free career goals calendar from thecareersacademy.online. My goals calendar includes a smart goals template and a weekly tasks sheet that will ensure step-by-step you get closer to reaching your career goals. So download my goals calendar today at thecareersacademy.online. Now on with the show. A lot of my customers say they're just stuck in this blur of digital and world changing and everything like that. And, and they can sort of see the high level opportunities, but they just don't know where to start. And I think for me, the most rewarding thing for me is, is, is helping an organization. But then in doing that, you see an individual grow. Welcome to Jane Jackson Careers, a podcast that takes your career to the next level. Here's your host, Jane Jackson, author of Amazon Careers bestseller, Navigating Career Crossroads. Welcome back to my careers podcast, where I interview fascinating professionals who've had amazing career journeys or have transitioned into entrepreneurship. Now, today, I'm very privileged to have on the show Mark Havercroft, who's the vice president of HCM Cloud Strategy and Transformation. He brings more than 20 years experience within the future workforce strategy and transformation, helping clients adapt their HR strategy to meet the opportunity of the new digital world and the future work force needed. His expertise includes advisory and strategy and workforce design for organizations going through major change, as well as new entrants into the Asia ANZ region from both greenfield to M&A structures. From talent acquisition to talent management, Mark provides clients with not only high-level visibility on current and global trends, but is able to turn this into meaningful workforce strategies that truly deliver. He's worked across industries from financial services, telco, energy, media, digital, social, and to the public sector as well. He's a fellow of ARI, the Australian Human Resource Institute, and CIPD, and is based out of Sydney, Australia, where he lives with his wife and two children. Now, Mark and I worked together many years ago, and his career journey has been such an interesting one that I'd love to be able to share it with you. So welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you, Jane. Good yeah. to be here. Yeah, thanks for taking time out. I know, well, I'm in Sydney and you're, you're in Brisbane today. So, yeah. so I really appreciate your time today. So how about, just to kick us off, I always like to find out a little bit about your career aspirations during your early days when you were a young boy. Well, um, it's a good question, actually. Um, I had my sister visiting recently and we were discussing, as we grew up, what we wanted to be and different things like that. So... This may sound a little strange, I know it's Friday, but my first aspiration was to be an elephant. So, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't um, expecting that, Mark. <laughs> no, well, it, I, my, my sister's very adamant in the fact that that's what I wanted to be. So, um, but, well, you know, obviously I didn't achieve that for, for obvious reasons. But um, I think w- when I was younger, I, I, um, I always had an interest in technology. Um, just uh, everything from the first lot of PCs like uh, ZX Spectrums and, and Commodores. I'm probably showing my age, but the, those were the sorts of things I was interested in. 
And then, uh, you know, I don't know about career aspirations, but I always thought, well, you know, all, all, all the uh, older folk around me seem to be working. So technology was always part of what I wanted to do, but I wasn't really that clear on the specifics of it. Mm. And now, fast forward many, many years, and you're the global <laughs> vice president of HGM strategy and transformation and digital strategy and all things HR and leadership mm. and development. That's your thing. How did that journey go? Because I had a look on your LinkedIn profile just going way back when, and mm. you've worked in executive search, you've worked for Singtel Optus, HBOS, IBM, Mercer, mm. many, you know, mostly in talent management and leadership. Mm. So, so can you give us a, a, a little, transformation history how did you make all of these changes because it sounds like a really interesting career journey within human resources yeah it's um i've had a few uh, ex-colleagues and people ask me the same question because it's um and i say to them first there was no grand plan i i think uh the first thing i think i've always done is i've always um taken opportunity um and what i mean by that is sometimes um uh, for example, when I was in executive search, uh, I was working in that in that field, and then the company I was working for uh, bought a job board. Um, Monster.com was the job board that they they bought, and um, it, you know they were they were sort of um, they had some commercial challenges of of getting I guess recruitment companies to stop putting adverts in paper and use um, online job boards. So I took an opportunity to work with the leader of that business, um, which is way back when in the, in the UK. And, and, you know, that sort of started my journey around, I guess, um, you know, HR and technology at that side. It was, you know, it's just another medium, a job board and obviously probably old hat nowadays. But at that time, everybody was looking in the back of the big broadsheets for their jobs. And, and, and um, you know, recruitment companies were selling those uh, job uh, spaces for to, to clients to advertise their jobs so uh, it, it, you know th- that led on to some experience in technology and and then the company acquired other companies and um, uh, the other principle and I got this from my first boss as well when I left university was um, you know whatever job you're doing do it well um, and that will bring you opportunity um, rather than always looking at the next job and, and, and I guess being resentful of your current job. So taking opportunity and, and working hard to do the job you're doing well um, seems to be the two sort of key key pivot points for me. Mm. And how, how did you find transitioning from one organization to another in different industries as well? Because, you know, being in telco and then going to IBM and then to Mercer, it, it, there must have been quite a, a difference in the corporate culture. Uh, how did you how did you adapt to that? Yeah, that's, it, look, I've always found and I think maybe working in consulting, you work with a lot of organizations and, you, you know, the problems are the same. But obviously the cultures and things are different. But the actual root cause problem or the output they want is is the same. You've just then got to understand the industry and the dynamics and then the dynamics of the different companies. Uh, uh, for me, I, I think it's all about, um, I, I guess, uh, emotional intelligence skills. It's the ability to um, connect with people, uh, irrespective. I think we all have preconceptions of lawyers and bankers and all the rest of those things. And look, you know, some of those conceptions are very true. I've met those people, but some are also um, um, very, very different. So, uh, look, I, I think it's um, it's a very sort of corny thing, but it, uh, it's it's really about um, being adaptable um, and being sort of socially and emotionally aware of the environment. People are people at the end of the day, whichever organisation you join. So, I think as long as you get good connection. Um, with the people around you and you, and most importantly you're clear on what the measure of success is in the job that you're doing um, uh, the rest seems to to fall in place 
Mm. You know, I've been talking a lot with people about workplace values recently. And when it comes to leadership development and job satisfaction and really feeling, you know, you're in the right place at the right time. What's your opinion on workplace values, the values of a team, the values of the organization and how it helps uh, people to really be as productive and motivated? Oh, I'm a... I'm a huge believer in it. I mean, uh, you, you know, my job, it, it, we've got some fancy titles and different things, but ultimately it's really about getting the best out of people. And, and in any business that you're in, um, people are the business. You know, if you, if you, I do a lot of work with companies now about digital transformation. And I say to them, well, look, if the people aren't clear on what you're doing and you're not aligned values and they're not really clear on what the purpose is, it doesn't matter if you're a biscuit factory or a high-tech company. It's not going to happen. So I'm, I'm, I think... Um, uh, sort of, I, I believe it, it. It comes back to sort of how we behave as human beings. I mean, it's you know, um, manners and values. I think are inherent in, in anybody's character. So I think it's the same in a business. So I think it's important to be clear on what those are and and live those. And you know, they don't need to be lovely corporate, lovely HR buzzwords either. I mean, it, it, it as long as it's clear. Um, and it's, you know, it, it's lived and, and, and the values, you know, like where I work at the moment, um, I've worked in two big technology companies and, and I can say certainly the values of how people are treated can be very different. Um, whether you like one or another, that's a personal place, but I think both lived by those values and you knew it when you went in. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's extremely important and I think it's important for the individual and their productivity, it's important for a business owner and understanding the culture of, of their workforce as well. Yeah, you know, values are so important. And, yeah. and you're absolutely right with regard to emotional intelligence. It's, it's, you need that in order to be able to communicate effectively. You know, a lot of what your work um, focuses on is HR strategy and then meeting the opportunity of the digital world and the future workforce. So you, what, what, what can you explain to us about how things are changing because of digital now? Yeah, look, I'm just uh, traveling around on a, on a sort of roadshow thing that we call the art of the possible. And, and fundamentally, you know, there's a couple of things that come out to me. Is people are worried about technology. So they're worried about, you know, robots taking their jobs and artificial you know, and, and that side of things. Um, and, you know, there's also a lot of companies um, being challenged by the digital world, if you like, both from employees, uh, five generations in the workforce and people people basically expecting to have the experience they have on their phone in the in the work environment so many times people go to work and they oh yeah we'd love to do that but the system doesn't let us do that so that that's you, you know that's the sort of i guess the the, the dichotomy of change uh, i guess the points i say to people is number one is that um there's a there's a great quote um i think it's neil postman who says that you, you know it's either Either we let technology rule us or we rule technology. So I, I'm a technology optimist, and I, I see a great deal of opportunity with technology for, for people in their careers and their jobs. I mean, um, you know, a lot of administrative tasks or, or labor-intensive tasks can now be done by a machine. And, and that doesn't mean that, you know, people lose their jobs. It means that there's an ability um, for the human to move on and, and, and you know, use, use our best asset, which is our brain, really, um, Machines are invented by us and, and, and uh, do things based on somebody's ideas and, and wants and an output that we want. So I think you've got to be a bit of a technology optimist and you've got to start to look at um, the job that you have and also the knowledge that you have. Um, you can be a warehouse manager and have an extraordinary amount of knowledge of how 
logistics works and supply chains work for a particular company. And that knowledge is critical um, in any form of automation and use of technology. A machine doesn't know that. It's taught that by a human. And so um, look at, you know, how you can utilize this and, and advance your learning. Um, and, and don't a lot of people do discount the business knowledge and experience they have, just what, what you know rather than what you can do. And that will be the commodity of, 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 of if you like, jobs going forward. It's what you know, um, not necessarily what you do, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think so many people do feel afraid that they will be losing their jobs, especially if they're in more of the uh, administrative type mm. roles, which can be either outsourced or automated as well. But yeah. but I guess the key would be for people to keep upgrading their skills and really know what it is that they want to contribute into the workforce, which um, isn't something that could be automated as such in order to remain employable. Um, what what would you what would your advice be for people who are concerned about uh, specific or the how basically it's the roles that they're currently performing that could be automated what would your Mm -hmm. advice be for them to remain employable well great question i get get this a lot from 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 people both from organizations who are worried about their workers worrying Mm. and also from from the individual right so so firstly it's it's uh, to the individual i'd say your bosses, if you like, for want of a better word, are worried about this too. So uh, really what I, what I would encourage them to do is, as I said, to be, think about the knowledge they have. If I can give you, a, I'll give you a, a sort of a, an example. Um, we have a, a, a client who has a has big call centers and had lots of people. Um, and what, what what's happening basically is, is, is sort of basic inquiries and, and, and uh, website inquiries are being dealt with by machines. I'm sure you've logged onto internet sites and get this little chat thing that comes up, you know, are you okay and what you want to do? Or when you call up a call center, um, you know, you sort of uh, press one for this or, or go for that and you can get an automated voice. All, all, all that's happening is, is that that sort of administrative work that you as a person is doing, that sort of stuff that keeps you really busy for, you know, um, four out of the eight hours a day, just, you know, processing paper, processing claims, ticking boxes on a, on a, on a, on a website. That is getting freed up by automation. So the real question is, well, well look, that, that gives you four hours back a day. When you think about the business and where it's going, um, so I talked about a call center, um, you know, people will always want to deal with people at a certain point. So what I would say is that... Um, Start to look at, I guess, your business and that value chain of the customer interaction and think, well, okay, um, I don't need to do all that process work now. So that leaves me free to actually maybe talk to customers, speak to new customers, um, you know, de- develop that, that customer's footprint. Um, and I'm just giving one example from a sort of a call center customer interaction. But it's exactly the same if you were in finance if you were in IT that you know you didn't touch the customers but you supported uh, that 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 side of the business yeah. removing all that you know admin that we all have to you know hive away a couple of hours for a week or a day um frees you up to actually focus on executing what the business wants which is you know let's be honest which is you know 
keeping customers and getting new customers in whichever shape form the business is in. Yeah, I think that sales effort is so important. And then, you know, building the relationships, because while we're, you know, hiding behind a computer, filling mm-hmm. in fields in an Excel spreadsheet or <laughs> whatever it might be, it's it's that's just busy work, isn't it? Exactly. And, and it, it just takes up so much time, you know, just on a really small level for my own, you know, coaching practice. I was spending so much time scheduling appointments, exploratory conversations, rescheduling changing times or whatever mm. and the toing and froing via email and phone was ridiculous so i just installed on my website something very simple uh, it, it's a scheduling tool so whenever anyone wants an appointment i don't say call me i'll just go get, hop on and choose the day and time that suits you because those are the times that are available for me and it will work and if they need to reschedule they hop on again automatically do it saves me so much time and saves them time as well it's it's i think it's a wonderful thing and it's freed up I would say at least you know an hour a day of just faffing about, basically. Yeah, it's that, look. That's a great personal example, Jane. Mm. And it, and it, it's sort of almost a mindset I find. It's a, and and I understand. You know, I really do understand um, because business worries about. Uh, that's been your. You know, when people have that admin in their life, they think that's part of their job. And so, actually, giving it to a machine—that's the vulnerability that that triggers in the human instinct to think, oh, well, gosh, I'm giving half of my job away. Well, you've, it's, it's almost in a mindset think, well, actually, no, I'm getting rid of stuff that's stopping me actually doing the core thing that my employer or in my own business like yourself that I need to focus on where I truly provide value to my customers and like you will be to speaking to them and coaching to them, not arranging appointments with Outlook and this and that and the other. Mm. That's, that's no value to anybody, really. It, it, well, it, is it? it, it it's so... You freed up time to be more supportive to your clients, um, you know, and and uh, no doubt, with with due respect to your admin, Jane, that scheduling software is probably a lot better at it as well. <laughs> Without a doubt, <laughs> <laughs> I get I get too grumpy when I have to reschedule things or I get the time <laughs> wrong. And in fact, the scheduling tool is more accurate than I am. So <laughs> there you is go. It, you know, yeah. that's what it's it's great. I always say there's two things: there's, there's automation and there's digital transformation. Don't get the two confused. You mm-hmm. know, um, automation is taking something and, and and improving it, whether that be with robotics or improving the process. But it's the same output. It's still an appointment, but it hasn't drawn you in. Because at the end of the day, you know, in in, in all when all is said and done, when 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 we do this, we all deal with people. We all meet people at the end of the day and and, and do things. You can do a lot over technology. But as humans, um, we, you know, we do business with people um, and, you know, 80% of communication is, is, is nonverbal, right? So f- freeing up your time makes a new shape for your job but will make you more productive in your own business or, or, in, or in, you know, as an employee in another business. Yeah. You know, your passion for what you do really comes through. Tell me, what's the most rewarding aspect of your current role? Uh, uh, um, it's... It's 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 helping people see the wood from the. It's, it's probably it's almost a bit like I, I um, a lot of my customers say they're just uh, s- stuck in this um, blur of digital and world changing and everything like that, and and they can sort of see the high level opportunities things, but they just don't know where to start. And I think for me, the most rewarding thing for me is 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 helping, I guess helping an organisation, but then in doing that, you see an individual grow you know you see an individual go from worrying about their job being taken over to a robot to you know loving their job and loving working with automated machines and and and, you know advancing this and 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 that side of things and and to be honest i like 
you know, I, I, I've got to, I'm lucky I'm in a good job. I just like demystifying it all. You know, it's uh, ever since I was a young kid, I always used to, you know, there was all buzzwords and things around technology. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's really sort of, you know, reasonably simple at the end of the day. But, we, you know, as humans, we like to make things complicated. So I, I honestly just like um, helping a company through, um, I guess, all this noise and, and um, helping them, you know, achieve what they want to do. You, I'm, I'm lucky I get to see, you know, companies like Under Armour go from making T-shirts to now having, you know, full fitness digital apps and, and, and great sort of customer experience and, and growing their business. All the way through to uh, biscuit factories in Belgium, who uh, were about to go bust uh, as a fifty, you know, hundred-year-old business, and 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 now is, um, you know, using automation and digital to to, you know, challenge the big guys and and continue with a really well-known family, you know, business. And and I think at the end of the day, I always look at all these things as as as, as human beings. Um, and I think that, that, that's what gives me the greatest joy, like it does anybody, when you see somebody go from being in a position of um, concern or confusion into, you know, having a clear direction and, and, and uh, it sounds corny, but just, you know, being happy in what they do. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you found, you know, the, the perfect balance, really, because you're so passionate about the tech side and then you're passionate about the individuals and the people too and it's like the perfect sweet spot that you found. What would you say... For anyone who wants to get into human resources, talent development, leadership and development, what would be their, your top three tips for success? So going forward, right, you, you no longer need to work, you know, your way up, if you know what I mean. I think there's a lot of careers that have been that you sort of start, I don't, you know, as a junior, then a manager and all that. And so HR, you get, you know, HR consultants, HR managers, so on and so forth. You know, the workforce now going forward in in this digital world is is an asset. It's not a necessary evil. It's not a cost on the balance sheet. It's an actual. It's it's probably the number one commercial asset. So, um, if you want to get into the world of um, HR, um, it's no longer going to be about you know compliance and things like that. It's it's actually the key difference in any business. Um, so, you know, go in it with a business mind. Um, I have a, a great customer and she says to her CEO, you, you know, um, uh, we're not a HR person um, in business. We're a business person in HR. So, um, you know, if, if you're, you're, you're passionate about that, of, of, of that side of things, then um, don't, don't, don't get sort of caught up in the fact that you might not be in that role now. Um, there's so much opportunity and change in, in, in the world. So um, go and find opportunity. Like I said at the top of the call, for me, it was just get, get something that you're interested in and, 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 and do it well. Um, the, the career follows, you know, the rewards and things follow. But once you do find your passion and you, you, you follow it and you're enjoying it, um, yeah, I can speak from experience. Opportunity comes along that you, you've never even thought of when you started out. But, um, yeah, it will, it will come along. So just just... Get stuck in. Mm. I like that quote. You're not an HR person in business. You're a business person in HR. So yeah. it's almost like really thinking like an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, always thinking, you know, like, or, or maybe as a consultant, you know, how can I make this better? How can I make it better for, for all of us? That's, that's truly valuable advice. Yeah. And now one thing that we hadn't actually mentioned yet is that where you are the global VP of HCM strategy and transformation is SAP. That's and, right. and, um, I've been reading a lot about how very, um, 
workforce friendly SAP is because they really encourage remote workers as well, don't they? Yeah, uh, look, um, well, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's like everything. And, and, and look, you know, this is an 80,000 strong sort of company. It's the, the biggest software company in Europe. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a big company. Um, but, you know, like, like any organization, be 80,000 or eight, um, our leader recognizes that, um, you know, if we're going to be around as a business, except people are his key asset. So, um, yeah, the, the business, as you were talking about before, has a value about valuing its people and, you know, you you value your colleagues. And uh, that's certainly not based on uh, job title or location or anything like that. It's just a, a you know, human basic of pe- treating people how you'd like to be treated yourself. So, um, yeah, I can certainly say that the company really does does do that. Um, some would argue to a fault. I, I think, you know, it's a good fault to have. Um, and, you know, we've won various awards around the world for employers of choice and things like that. But, you know, all, all that is great. And it's part of our board reporting and our reports to the market about our value for our people and what we do about learning and teaching. But but to me, the biggest thing is that um, I said we're 80,000 people. But, I, I, you know, I walked into the office in Brisbane. I was in Melbourne yesterday and stuff. It, it, it's it's lived at everybody in all levels, you know. Everybody um, respects each other, and and you talked about values before. It's one thing to have them; it's another thing to um, live them, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm very happy where I am, and it's it's good to see that um, it's not just rhetoric and it and it's lived out day to day. Yeah, no, it's wonderful to be in a place where you can really live and breathe your values, and others also respect that and and are true to themselves as well. So, what an interesting conversation we've had, Mark. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> so, if anyone wanted to uh, find out more about you, where where would be the best place for them to go? Well, I guess in the world we live in, Jay might go start at LinkedIn. You know what's so good is that despite it being such a digital world now, you are getting on a plane and you're going and you're shaking people's hands and looking them in the eye because there's nothing more important than that that human contact. Uh, they they demand it, Jane. It's, mm. um, you know the meeting I've got today. We've got people flying in from France to 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 for us all to meet. So that's, I guess to your point, you know, without people worry about digital technologies and things still need people to get together and, and as human beings we we like to see each other and, and sit down together it's it's how we work as a as a as a, as a group if you like so it, it'll never go away just you know like we're doing this podcast these methods just help us uh with distance and and that continued conversation mm, thank you so much mark it's been a really interesting conversation i wish you very well in brisbane and all the rest of your travels as well and um, we'll have to have you come back onto the the show again and tell us more about all the all the new initiatives and artificial intelligence and digital <laughs> transformation in about six six months time or so No worries. Anytime, Jane. Anytime at all. (laughs) Lovely. Thank you, Mark. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download and free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. There are over 180,000 book titles to choose, so give it a go and get your free audiobook today from audibletrial.com forward slash Jane Jackson Careers. You've been listening to Jane Jackson Careers. Sign up to receive regular career advice at janejacksoncoach.com.
If you enjoyed this episode of Your Career Podcast, I invite you to check out my career success program at thecareersacademy.online. The Career Success Program is the original program that uniquely provides 24-7 on-demand career support and fortnightly live career coaching sessions to keep you on track to reach your career goals. It is the essential resource for anyone who wants to manage their career effectively, make a career change and land the job they'll love. Whether you're in exploration mode or seeking a new career direction and need help to make it a reality, the Career Success Program is for you. Not only do you get access to my step-by-step roadmap to navigate your career crossroads, my extensive training library and exclusive members-only discounts and tools, you'll also become part of my supportive community of professionals who will help you with feedback, encouragement and advice. All this and more makes the Career Success Program the number one place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow their career. Check it out and join me at thecareersacademy.online.